0: Hey guys, this is Max from Tennessee again. And a while back, you did a couple of shows on depictions of hell. Well, who are some of your favorite actors who have played the devil himself? Because I think one of the gold standards is the Pacino and the devil's advocate. And John, I'm going to hammer this as much as I can. You've got to check out the fear footage. It's awesome. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Max. And I will definitely check out fear of footage. I'll try and get that checked out for next week. I'm going to steal this one because it's an easy answer. And I Little Little behind the scenes, the ones that I answer first are the ones that I feel like I have an answer off the top of my head, and I don't need to stall for time for. <laughs> this one for me is my absolute go-to. And it was I was literally thinking about it today before I even heard this voicemail because I was watching the movie Fargo. And it's Peter Stormeyer's uh, depiction of the devil in Constantine. Mm. I absolutely love it. It's the white suit, the odd playfulness and silliness, but also like uh, containing like this animal, like he actually like growls and like almost can't contain himself. Like I think it's it's a really fast depiction that I really, really like. Although Al Pacino is really good in The Devil's Advocate too. Uh, Zena, what do you think?
2: Oh, automatically uh my mind went to Clarence Williams the third. Um oh, yeah, Tells tales from the from hood, hood as Mr. Sims. Like he will forever haunt my life, those lines. This ain't no funeral home. Like, can you imagine me in third grade? Like, oh my God. But yeah, that's there's that one and then I know that this is Wait, wait,
1: wait. <laughs> the fact that You added a layers, you know, it wasn't <laughs> Is Clarence Williams, the third. You imagine me in third grade?
2: <laughs> I what? Know, I'm sorry. You guys' brains ever do that where it's just like choppy? You know, where it's just like sometimes well, you, you th- could read my brain. Like a lot of stuff goes on up there. But
1: did you see this in third grade?
2: Yeah. It was it? Oh my grade. God. <laughs> I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was movie oh. night. It was family movie night. So. Oh,
1: I okay, love that. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. We rented it from this That's video amazing. store called Roberta's Video Store in Yonkers, New York. It's not there Aww, anymore. I want to go yeah. to Roberta's Video Store. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, th- that one automatically. And then I know that this one, it kind of also possibly answers the next question too. But um Paul Williams as uh Swan and Phantom of Paradise. You know, Uh because yeah. Yeah, sure I, it's Faustian. Yeah, 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 I know technically he's not really the, like the devil, but he has those elements. They don't really say though. Um and yeah. he does have like and he is very sleazy, very 70s sleazy. So, um yeah. But yeah, oh and then last one, Jack Nicholson. If there was ever uh, an actor who was meant to Uh-oh. play like him, you know. <laughs> not him, but play Satan himself, it would be him. Um I recently rewatched um The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, my God, guys, mm. I've been missing out in life. But, yeah, he uses his charm and stuff pretty much to just conquer these women. Like, it's crazy.
1: Had you <laughs> never seen The Witches of Eastwood? I don't
2: think so, no.
1: Oh, it, it's yeah. a, it's one of my favorite Jack Nicholson performances because he is so just bananas. He's
2: amazing. It made me want to buy cherries. I know, that's gross. <laughs> that,
1: that's what made you want to buy cherries? <laughs> yeah. We have, we have so much to dissect from this episode already. <laughs> Uh, how about you megan
3: uh robert de niro and angel heart i mm, uh good can't look at hard-boiled eggs the same at least not when he's <laughs> around because i'm totally around him all the time yeah. uh,
1: the adr hearing the shells crack because he's rolling it on the table just
3: yeah <laughs> uh, did you ever already say vigo mortensen and prophecy
1: uh, I thought. Oh, I totally forgot about it. I did when I watched prophecy. Yeah, so I thought he is, I kind of... that's another excellent, very brief performance. Yeah, I held yeah. that
3: on the back burner because I thought you would say that. So, uh, mm. other than Robert De Niro, Tim Curry, and Legend for sure, for sure.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, and
3: one that's like buried on VHS and needs to come back because it's so good. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and Mister Frost.
1: Jeff Goldblum plays the devil in a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we need a reboot of that with Jeff Goldblum. Still or just like the
3: unearth it. Some boutique label. Yeah. Get the rights. I don't know what the deal is, but that one's a really good psychological horror movie.
1: Awesome. Call two. Hi, this is Brandon. I was calling about horror films that integrate a bunch of different subgenres. So I was thinking about movies like The Wailing, for instance. So it incorporates folklore, incorporates zombies, ghosts, possession. So I was wondering if you have any other horror film recommendations where there's a real kind of hodgepodge mixture of not just one, but maybe two, three, four different subgenres of horror. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. And we got two calls on one show. It's been a while. Wow. kind of nice. Uh, Now I'm going to defer to Megan. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Now that I've given away my secrets. I've given away my secrets. I have some ideas, I think. We'll find out.
3: (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to avoid for now the obvious ones in case or the more obvious ones, theatrical releases, uh, in I case you need that. more time. Um, so Save the Green Planet is one that doesn't get talked about very much at all. And that one is completely like a genre bender where it starts out like kind of dark comedy. There's definitely some psychological horror. There's a lot of psychological. And then there's even some other kind of alienish stuff. Uh it, it's a whole bunch of things. It takes you on a ride. Titan or Titan. I don't know yeah, how you say yeah. it. <laughs> uh, oh, that that for sure uh, is a genre bender. That's got a variety.
1: Uh I think it creates new genres. It it does. <laughs> it, it's
3: also like kind of in and out. Um kill list. Ooh.
1: Oh sure, yeah, absolutely because it definitely the kind mob, of bait and switches you, got the you. Folk yeah
3: yeah, you got a little bit of... that's where I'll
2: stop for now. I got more, but I'll be using you know? it. Okay, so I'm only going to do two of my favorites. I feel like I've been yelling about this movie from the mountaintops for almost a year now. Um, the movie Game Over from 2019. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Mm. You need to treat your life, okay? Because treat it's supernatural, your life. treat it, <laughs> treat it right now. It's a supernatural. It's a slasher. It's a home invasion. It's psychological. There's revenge. There's a bit of found footage. They dabble a little bit with PTSD. Like there's just so much that's in there, but it works. So, um, and then the other one. Just because I, I rewatched this this afternoon. House from 1985. 80s cheese. Oh, there's like supernatural, one. paranormal. There's creatures. There's ghosts. Mystery. Mystery. There you go.
3: All right, John. Did we buy you enough time? Uh,
2: yeah, and it's
1: the same answer I was going to give at the start. And it's actually spoilers for what I'm going to talk about later, which is 1982 is The Thing. Yeah. Because it's science fiction. It's horror. It's body horror. It's... Like, who done it? it's survival horror, it's, it's lots rolled into one that I will deep dive into, well, not even deep dive, I'll talk about for a couple of minutes later in the podcast.
3: I was just going to throw out the two that I, I left for you, which was From Dusk Till Dawn and Deep Rising.
1: Oh, oh see, I wouldn't have thought of Deep Rising. Dusk <laughs> Till Dawn's a good one. I was also thinking, like, The Fly, kind of anything Cronenberg yeah. is kind of just going to be genre-bending in the first place. Um, Frankenstein I think kind of works too because it's body horror it's like the original like 1935 oh I was also thinking of the remake with uh, the one I've talked about in the past with Parker Posey and Michael Madsen that was supposed to be a TV series
2: Oh,
1: um, because it's like detective it's body horror it's it's a twist on Frankenstein it's I
2: Frankenstein yeah. that one or no
1: no no not okay. I Frankenstein okay <laughs> No, I don't talk about I Frankenstein. Yeah. No, I think it was just called Frankenstein, wasn't it? But it was supposed s- to be a TV series. So
3: are so many of them. It's like Frankenstein, Frankenstein, blah, yeah. blah, blah, Frankenstein. Yeah,
1: yeah they don't get real original with it, do Mary they?
3: Shelley's Frankenstein. Which one? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Speaking of me not knowing what's going on, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Welcome back, Megan. I'm back. Hello. Welcome back. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be (laughs) things that'll make you smile too. So so Zeno, what's been filling your heart this week?
2: Um... You know, guys, after this episode, I have some stuff to tell you because you know, those weeks when you are doing great and you're like, Yeah, I'm watching some great movies. And then those weeks when you don't watch great movies. Oh,
1: I am familiar. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was cra- like movies that I was really looking forward to that just like, Why? Why did you have to do this to me? Okay. I had, I made plans with you. But anyway, um, so, the first movie I'm going to talk about, I watched the silly Canadian horror comedy, The Mad, from 2007 on Amazon. A doctor and his teenage daughter are trapped in a truck stop and terrorized by a horde of flesh-eating zombies. So, this one stars Billy Zane and Maggie Castle. We all know Billy Zane. and then we do. <laughs> Maggie Castle, uh, you may remember her from Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. She played Jenny. That, that show is so wonderful. Anyway, yeah, the man basically follows this father and daughter, and they're being attacked by these um these zombies that they pretty much got infected from some uh, hamburger patties. <laughs> No. <laughs> I feel like so, I've seen this once upon a time then. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It is such a great little like zombie horror comedy and I'll even be bold enough to say it's probably one of the best horror comedies horror comedies with zombies that I've ever seen because it Hello. is hilarious. Um, but yeah, basically they stop at this uh, at this place to, you know, it's kind of like a little, they're on their way someplace else, but they stop there. So the father, he remarried, the teenage daughter, she's lashing out. She has like this doofy boyfriend and uh, Billy Zane is Billy Zane. <laughs> and basically, uh, yeah, they stop at this place and there are these organic hamburger patties and they're locally grown and it's just like the rage. And we notice that people who eat them, they just turn violent. They turn mad. You know, hence the name. So yeah, but uh, there's some crazy stuff that happens in this one. Uh, a boy gets attacked by a burger; it latches onto his face, and then the only way to free him is to pour, is to pour like olive oil on him. You know, and then on top of that, there's like plenty of blood. People are bitten, they're stabbed, they're shot, there are heads that are chopped off. One of my favorite scenes involves a bouncing head; <laughs> like it's it's insane. Someone tries to get away they get de- like decapitated and then their head like bounces like a basketball. I don't know. You don't really ask questions with this movie. You just enjoy it. But I if I feel are like looking... this
3: would be a double feature or should be a double feature with like dead sushi.
2: Oh, I think that that would be perfect with it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I, I know. Honestly, I feel like I know what I'm going to be talking about next week. Then with
1: And <laughs> uh, make it a trilogy with Attack of the Colored Tomatoes.
2: Yeah, look at us. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like a, a really uh, fun movie. It delivers a lot of, uh, I think it's funny, but then again, some of the humor is a little bit like far out there, you know, but it, I'm easy to make a laugh. Then the next thing I checked out, um, this has been on my watch list, for, watch list for a little while, and it is The Funeral Home from 2021, another one on Amazon basically this guy um, he's an undertaker and his family they stay at this at this home and it just happens to be attached to their funeral home they literally have a sign in their house that says you know do not go back here after dark like what i don't want to live there what's going on back there after dark can you imagine so yeah um yeah i thought this movie does like a really great job with slowly building up um a lot of the tension and there's some creepy stuff that happens you know i'm a sucker for movies that like to scare people People when they're in the middle of sleeping, because I feel like that's when you're like, you know, you're not really expecting it. You know, can you imagine <laughs> like you're just laying down, you open your eyes because we, you, we have those moments and then you just see someone there. Like, what are you doing? Who is that? You don't even know that person. But yeah, if you're someone who likes uh, supernatural movies um, with a lot of tension, uh, I recommend this one. And, oh, a, a pretty cool thing about this movie is is that it is low budget, but I feel like they did a really great job with the practical effects as well as the atmosphere. Like, it really did keep me on the edge of my seat and everything like that. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit creepy, you can watch this one. Awesome.
3: I feel like there's another movie that was released around that time that has a similar premise, but it's serious and one's lighter.
2: Mm. but I can't
3: remember what it was called. It's on shutter though,
2: and what's funny mm. is too, they claim that this is like a horror comedy like where <laughs> like where I'm... where is the funny <laughs> i didn't see I did not see any i mean well, there was this girl who was dancing in the dirt, but that was more creepy than anything so <laughs> all right <Megan>. huh. <laughs> so just...
3: <laughs> all right, well, let me follow that up uh, I obviously was at South by Southwest last week um first in-person festival since the pandemic so it was really nice to be back in person i got to hang out with the batmobile like the actual screen batmobile from the batman um but yeah i saw a lot of movies the first one that i wanted to talk about is one that i know xena has seen and we fully expect that john will like it or we will riot (laughs) but but we won't we won't have to riot um It is, uh, you know, premiered at South by it did get picked up like the announcement came out of South by that it is coming to shutter shutter acquired it Uh, don't know when yet, but we could expect probably within the year. That's just a complete guess, really, because they haven't said anything. But, anyways, this one is one that on paper I did not expect to work for me quite as well as it did, and I loved it. It is a disgraced internet personality, like a YouTuber, an influencer. He had something uh, happen, like a stunt that he pulled prior to the events of the movie where he lost his monetization. monetization, What? The word is hard. He lost that. (laughs) Monetization. Thank you. I want to add extra syllables. Um, so yeah, he, he loses that and he decides that the way he's going to get back his sponsors, his followers, all of that stuff is to host a live stream in a very haunted house. And he makes himself, uh, accountable for this by doing everything wrong that you would do in a horror movie, (laughs) throwing away his keys, taking, you know, spark plugs out of the car, some car parts, (laughs) tossing it into the woods and then locking himself inside so it's mostly him and uh, some communication through his live stream and uh, a crazed fan that finds him. And it's a haunted house. But this this movie, like, okay, it's an influencer. Yeah, how, how fun is this going to be? It's probably going to be grating. But no, it's not. It's literally, what if Ashley J. Williams was uh in in the modern you know internet age as a as an influencer like it's that kind of is
1: this a little bit like tex montana will survive in a haunted house
3: uh maybe i haven't seen tex montana oh you haven't no oh, that's I love the it. wilderness it's... one right
1: I yeah mean... with jeremy gardner it's one of my favorite found footage movies he's so all oh, freaking funny in it. This
3: is this is probably literally like Evil Dead. It's it's a yeah, it's I'm an Evil Dead that. two kind of inspired uh, Sam Ra- why Sam Raimi. Think- know, Barry- why, would why would you think?
1: I know. Why would I think see? that you would like uh... this? It's
3: found footage esque and it's Evil Dead. Um, and there's a lot so far of glue outside, outside that my wheelhouse. Too, I don't, you, I don't yeah, but fan. you would think like I guess the the whole thing is that I didn't think that this character would be one that I would want to spend ninety minutes mm. with, um, because that sure. sounds like a very grating unlikable character. However. He makes him charming regardless. Like, mm-hmm. there, he's definitely flawed. He's definitely oafish. But Joseph Winter, <laughs> who is the co-writer, co-director, the star, the producer, like, all yeah. of these things. Uh, he's very, very charming. And this movie is hilarious. <laughs> he directed it with his wife. I'm assuming it's his wife, uh, Vanessa Winter. But, yeah, this movie is so charming. And it's so funny. Like, I was hooked beginning to end. I... I would like Shutter to announce a date because I feel like this is such a happy cr- crowd pleaser. Um yeah, yeah I really like that one. John will like it. Zena liked it. So, yeah. Uh, South by also premiered bodies 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 it is an a24 movie that is coming soon does not have a release date yet probably because they have a few other things that they're working on releasing first Uh, but this is uh, it's something that they when this was first announced it was described as like a covert slasher which I don't think is quite accurate. It's basically when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. That's accurate. I think that this is more in line with Werewolves Within. More in somebody dies in a horrible way, and then... Which one of you did it? And they're playing hmm. a game that is very similar to to Werewolves Within that starts that starts at all. Like I think it's called Werewolf, literally. Uh, in some circles, some circles it's called Mafia. Um,
1: oh sure. Yeah, yeah, but bodies,
3: bodies, bodies is like their kind of twist on it. Um, Lee Pace is in it, and he's really hilarious. Really? Yeah. Wow. This is more social satire who done it much like werewolves within it's not really a slasher it's more like you take the werewolf there is no werewolf there but if you take that concept and then you have these really rich snobby privileged people who are turning on each other and it's it's like pitch black funny um, hmm. so yeah, I really liked that one, but not as much as I loved the next movie that all three of us have seen because it is technically now out in theaters, and that is Ty mm-hmm. West's X. It's the
1: only reason that all three of us have seen it, because it's in theaters, so I get access. <laughs> you
3: do get out, Yeah, they, they premiered this a week before its release date, so I saw this few days before it was ushered out into theaters. Uh, and if you don't know what the plot is, it is set in 1979, where a group of filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them, they find themselves fighting for their lives. I am positive that this is going to end up on my top 10 of the end of the year.
1: Really. Wow.
3: I adored this movie so much. Mm. Uh I just it, and it's not even like it's a complex plot that it's full <laughs> no. of twi- it's super simple but it is so so well done. Uh the cast is crazy likable. I was head over heels for like most of this cast. Um, But the craft is what really impressed me like the the way that he does he's got such a unique style you know and obviously I'm not going to go into spoilers because it just released this weekend but like there's certain scenes the editing and what he does to that it was totally ingenious and stuff I've never seen before like the way he's cutting Mm -hmm. between two scenes that builds to a jump scare that's like crazy impressive to me. Uh, some overhead wide shots crazy impressive And you just have this rough and dirty violent but violently funny i didn't expect it to be so funny um horror comedy slasher but with this crazy gorgeous style and love to to filmmaking it worked for me
1: yeah this was one <clears throat> my wife and i were trying to figure out what to do last weekend sometime in the middle of the week and she. Yeah, let's see a movie. Let let me know if there's anything in the theaters you want to see. I totally forgot the Batman was out. We probably wouldn't have seen it anyway. because yeah. it's like two and a half it's hours. It's three, <laughs> uh, <or> three hours. Three hours. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, we wouldn't have made it. Um, but she's like, "Oh, X," and I was like, "I think I had only caught a glimpse of it as like a YouTube interstitial, like commercial, but I didn't watch any of it." Mm-hmm. And I was like, X, am like, "What's that about?" And she basically gave me the two-line synopsis of trying to make a porno in south texas in the late 1970s and something was wrong and i was like okay don't tell me anything more i avoided everything about this movie except for basically the one-line synopsis and then i watched the movie i'm like oh it's the one-line synopsis (laughs) but we were talking about it for like an hour afterwards
3: did you stay through the credits
1: no. Shame on oh, you. Was there post-credits?
3: There is. It's not a oh, post credit scene. It is the full-blown trailer for the prequel coming soon.
1: Oh, son of a bitch. This is why oh, you always you stay for
3: know. credits. And and I will tell well, you why. But like the
1: lights came up and I had been drinking for Oh well, hours That's, that's
3: fair. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you this, and this again is not a spoiler, but there is a cast, there's a character in this movie that... You're like this has got to be somebody because of the way that they've done yes. this character. And yeah. uh, and it was answered for me right away when I read the credits. And I'm like that makes so much sense and adds a layer. And I will tell you that at, at the end of every premiere or screening at a film festival there's a Q&A and one of the questions is who plays this character and it's yeah. answered for you in the credit. This is why I'm I'm uh, always a stalwart, you know, I will sit my butt in that seat through the credits whether there's something there or not. But yeah, we will, okay, was, next episode, well, bonus episode. Yeah, we
1: will, if you want to hear us talk more in depth without, or with plenty of spoilers, yeah, we will do that on Patreon soon. Speaking of things that I can't spoil because it's from 1982 and I already talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, 1982 is The Thing on Tubi, which is only available by the time you hear this for like nine more days. I think it'll be gone, uh, like, april 1st off tubi it was only it's only been on for like a week at this point too it's really weird Wow. A research team in antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims i hadn't watched this in a while and for some reason i always forget the first 30 minutes of it like my memory of the movie basically starts inside the kennel like i forget like Kurt Russell going to the site and then like discovering and coming back and like doing all that and this is such a good movie, I like it blows my mind first and even like looking up I'm like wait 1982 yeah he did this in 1982 yeah like oh and the fact that it wasn't like well received at all I was reading some of the reviews from white when it came out. I was like people. Hated this.
3: Yeah. It's probably crazy.
1: because of the body horror aspect of it.
3: I mean, probably right. that. I don't I think timing is everything, and this was a week or two after ET.
1: Oh, yeah, that's not <laughs> gonna help. If that's an expectation. Yeah. You e. made me cry, Steven
3: Spielberg, and now we have this
2: now.
1: Yeah, you you make me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah. The the practical effects in it are so Good. It hurts my heart that much more that the re- that the prequel that they made got ri- like put CGI over the practical. Yeah. Why would you do that to the thing?
3: I don't know it's... because I feel like if they hadn't done that, that would have been a much better received prequel. Oh.
1: It it just seems like such a weird whatever whatever studio executive made that choice. Like you didn't see the original thing, did you? Yeah. Or like it like mm. you were just that money cgi like oh it just it, it hurts i always
2: forget about that one
1: the 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 prequel mm-hmm. yeah and they had a good cast for it too it was just so strange that they went to, like put the cgi but this i mean the cast i mean i was reading a funny fact that kurt russell grew out his hair for a year for the role it's like don't didn't that fake beards in 1982 like that's a level of authenticity that i feel like is a massive commitment
3: i think the entire just... movie was a commitment it took them a really long time mm-hmm. to to shoot especially with the practical effects to the point where like yeah. rob Botine was i think hospitalized afterwards because he worked himself so bad to like wow. make this oh. yeah well,
1: that's a little bit of a bummer i still love well i love the movie that much more for his sacrifice go. <laughs> yeah it was yeah i love it just beginning to end it's a it's a who done it it's sci-fi it's like the epitome of practical effects in horror and probably just cinema across the board yeah i can't go wrong top 10 all time for me for sure and i decided to stick with the john carpenter and watch 2005's masters of horror with the episode specifically cigarette burns oh it is available on tubi with a torrid past that haunts him a movie theater owner is hired to search for the only existing print of a film so notorious that its single screening caused the viewers to become homicidally insane this is another example for me of like simple premise i just love it there's something about haunted object horror that i love so (laughs) much and this and this concept has been used over and over again between television and podcasts and movies and and novelizations et cetera about this 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 one object that drove people crazy and you know someone's got to search it down find it et cetera and it just I love it it's a like I said simple premise Udo cure is so unsettling <laughs> like and Norman Reedus is great I mean some of it re- what it really what it struck me this time as was uh, like more of a love letter to cinema or just written by someone who really loves cinema because there is some clunky dialogue mm-hmm. that specifically was uh, like mentioning like certain um, like reviewers or certain oh. d- directors or cinema Veritas or whatever that it doesn't, it just sounds clunky to be within the dialogue as it exists, but it's almost, it's to establish that the characters love film, et cetera. And I have to assume that that was from the filmmakers and the writers that are like, okay, we, we love film too. We love the concept of the cigarette burn. Like, you know, it's a, it's a real change. Something big is going to happen. And like the concept of stealing cigarette burns, it's like, they won't know. <laughs> and yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's, a, it's only like, 50 minutes long, 55 minutes long, simple premise, but it really, really works, you know, and it's probably why I was so fascinated to see movies like, um, uh, Antrim, uh, you love the cursed just,
3: object thing. Yeah. I love
1: it. It just, Oh God, it works for me. I don't know why I wish, I wish I knew more specifically why, like what it was that first got me. And maybe it was even the first time I saw Cigarette Burns. Cause I think I just randomly saw it around like 2006. Mm-hmm. And not knowing what it was, and I watched it, I was like, "What? What's this? This is amazing!" And maybe that, maybe this was the seed yeah. of me really loving the concept. But and it's John Carpenter, and there's like a cool little creature effect in there, and yeah, and which I really, which kind of adds that extra level to it for me. But Masters of Horror, wherever you can find it, um, there's tons of man. I, I didn't realize there were so many masters of horror episodes is it two, two
3: seasons two two
1: seasons that i saw yeah um and i've only ever seen cigarette burns so now oh. once i finally catch up on freddie's nightmares <gasps> okay i need to get on there's it. so many series i've been finding it, it takes
2: a long yeah, time but okay but there, I, I think these. that you'll really enjoy like the different episodes of masters of horror it's like it's amazing there's i feel like there's there's an episode for everyone there is, yeah.
1: Well, I will find out. <laughs> All right, before we move on, what are we watch and how do we watch it?
2: So I watched both of these movies on Amazon. Uh, first up, The Mad from 2007. Then I watched The Funeral Home from 2021.
3: I watched a whole bunch of movies at South By. Um, Deadstream. Does not have a release date yet. It is coming to Shutter. Put it on your watch list because I feel like you all will fall for it like I did and Zeta. Uh Bodies, Bodies, Bodies does not have a release date yet. It's just listed as coming soon. So I'm sure that'll be before the end of the year. And then X is in theaters now.
1: High recommend. I watched... Uh... 1982 is The Thing on Tubi. You've only got about a week left to watch it if you want to see it on Tubi. And 2005's Masters of Horror, The Cigarette Burns episode by John Carpenter, also available on Tubi.
0: Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's knix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.
1: All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Uh,
3: the world kind of stopped while I was away. It's cool. That's it. it
1: did for us. <laughs> Aw,
3: that's sweet. We talked
1: Irish horror. It's fine. We missed yeah. you.
3: I missed you too. Put you in my pocket next time. Uh, <laughs> so this this is news that probably will excite zeta I don't know if it will excite John. It definitely got me pumped. So Supermassive Games, the developers behind Until Dawn and 2K have uh, teamed up and they've revealed their latest horror title called The Quarry. It releases June 10th for PC and like Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, It's written by Until Dawn co-writer Graham Resnick. The quarry centers on the teenage counselors of Hackett's Quarry who, on the last day of summer camp, decide to throw a party to celebrate. Unfortunately for them, things quickly turn dark as not only are they hunted by blood-drenched locals, but something far more sinister is lurking in the woods. This is... Very similar looking to Until Dawn. It's called a spiritual successor or spiritual sibling. Uh, Players assume the role of each of the nine camp counselors in a gameplay style familiar to fans of Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures anthology, where every choice shapes the story from multiple possibilities. Any character can be the star of the show or die before daylight comes. The cast is... Like, I was already on board. You had spiritual successor to Until Dawn, written by the same co-writer and same developer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm there. But then you get the cast list. So you've got Ted Raimi, David Arquette, Lance Henriksen, Lynn Shea. Uh, It's got, you know, Daniel Isn't Real in Halloween 2018's, excuse me, I almost sneezed, Miles Robbins, uh, Ariel Winter, Justice Smith, Brenda Song, the list goes on and on. It's a lot. And this is their likeness too. So it's not like they're just providing roles. It's like you watch the trailer for this online and it's David Arquette is heavily featured in the, the, the trailer but you can see glimpses of Ted Raimi and and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as in previous Supermassive titles, you can have up to seven friends join in at online play where invited players watch along and vote on key decisions, creating a story shaped by the whole group. Or you can play uh, couch co-op mode, which I'm bond of where you just like you pick characters and then you pass the remote when it's their turn so yeah the quarry is breaking new ground across interactive storytelling and technology to create a truly visceral teen horror experience stated director will biles i can't wait to see the choices you make who you'll save and who you're willing to sacrifice it's a slasher in video game four.
2: but i'm not gonna lie i'm excited but i'm also very nervous because i get so stressed out with these uh, games. You know how long it took me to get through until dawn because I was worried about my choices? So uh, it's yeah. just... I'm scared, but I, I'm excited.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably terrible <laughs> to play this type of game with because it's like, if I accidentally kill a character, I'll be mad at myself, but I'll, if it's like those quick time events, I'm like, no, no, give me the rope. I got it. <laughs> no,
2: I'm stressed already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not doing trivia
2: I, I, I get so nervous especially when you're playing with other people and it's just like I always feel like mine is more it's difficult like than everyone yeah. Yeah. and then everybody's like what are you doing and then I just I have to go away and take a nap and come back
3: <laughs> oh, yeah I understand the pressure it's like I, I don't want to kill another character for somebody but oh. the, yeah but either way maybe I'm better off playing by myself and then <laughs> couch play but I'm so stoked for this. Um, Totally switching gears from video games to something less stressful like movie watching here. Uh, The legendary Hammer Studios will relaunch with a brand new upcoming take on the classic Dr. Jekyll, which features Eddie Izzard in the starring role as Nina Jekyll. From director Joe Stevenson, we've learned uh, that principal photography on Hammer's Dr. Jekyll has wrapped, so more casting news will... I'm sure, be on the way, or more details will be on the way. Uh, in the modern film, are in the film a modern interpretation of Robert Louis Stevenson's iconic 1886 novella, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Eddie Izzard is Dr. Nina Jekyll, a recluse who finds friendship with her newly hired help, Rob, played by emerging actor Scott Chambers. They must work together to prevent Hyde from destroying her life. The cast also includes Lindsay Duncan, Simon Callow, Jonathan Hyde, uh and more it is uh expected to target a fall festival release so yeah. yeah and i i don't know if either one of you know but isn't there already like a dr jekyll sister hyde that's dr Hammer? jekyll
1: mrs hyde but yeah. there's like a sister uh,
3: hyde also
1: oh i haven't seen that um, one i thought the one with like uh tim the guy who was in wings Tim um Oh this
3: is like from the 60s 70s is the one Oh I'm yeah thinking.
1: there was one set in like the 90s it was like Dr Jekyll Mrs Hyde yeah, or something like that but okay. it was like a comedy
3: Yeah there's like a kind of sleazier Dr Jekyll Sister Hyde that I'm pretty sure is yeah. Hammer I'm not anticipating that same like thing but I think it's interesting Um hmm. so yeah I I'm I'm curious I like mod, like bring back more Hammer why isn't Hammer as big as it, it you know used to be I know why but still
1: Um, I like Eddie Izzard.
3: uh, Yeah, same. So that one, uh, I kind of like this weird recent trend of um, new reimaginings of the the classic monsters. So I'll take all of it. Uh, And fresh off of this year's Scream... Kyle Gullner will next be seen in the thriller The Passenger for Blumhouse Television and Epics. Uh, Johnny Birchtold will star alongside Gullner. The film follows Randolph ba- Bradley, who is perfectly content fading into the background, but when his co-worker Benson, played by Gullner, snaps and goes on a violent killing spree, he's forced to face his fears and confront his troubled past in order to find a way to survive. Uh, the reason why I'm relaying this news is not only because I like Kyle Gallner a lot. Um, I feel like he's kind of underrated in the horror space, but I also feel like Carter Smith, the director of the ruins is also underrated. And I am super excited that he, for any horror projects he's doing. So he's directing it's written by Jack Stanley. It's executive produced by Jason Blum, Chris McCumber and Jeremy gold for Blumhouse TV, which is that, uh, clearly it's going to be like an epics made for tv type movie which isn't necessarily a bad thing um just interesting to point out because epics is slowly producing more and more horror i feel like they're still under the radar as of yet but like from (laughs) is ongoing and that one's amazing so yeah if you want to do a carter smith movie and let them have at it then yeah i'm on board
1: all right listeners your turn do you feel as sympathetic as I do for Zena's horror video game anxiety? Do you think that Hammer Horde ever should have disappeared and should have just stayed around and made all our lives a little bit better? Let's hear about it. You can call us or text us at 224 475 1040. Number's also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching?
2: Uh, We have some cool stuff coming out this week. Um, So besides from Bloody Disgusting TV, which you can watch also at BloodyDisgusting.tv or Screenbox, on Tuesday the 22nd, uh, 645 will be available on VOD plus DVD. So this one is about a romantic weekend getaway that turns into a demented cycle of terror when a couple finds themselves living the same horrific day over and over again. So it's kind of like uh, Groundhog Day, but (laughs) horror-y. Excuse me. Also, Remy Ma, the rapper, she's in this. Um, ah. Remember her? Okay. All right. So then, <laughs> <laughs> so then on uh, Thursday, the animated horror, The Spine of Night will be available on Shudder, which I believe we spoke about this. Someone had a question about animated horror. and Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah. There you yes. go. On Shudder. It's uh, going to be available on Shudder. And... But this one is like really bloody and violent. So don't be fooled. Yeah. Um, and then on Friday the 25th, You Are Not My Mother will be available on VOD. In a North Dublin housing estate, Shar's mother goes missing. When she returns, Char is determined to uncover the truth of her disappearance and unearth the dark secrets of her family. And then just in case if you guys missed it, this past weekend we had original horror movies, like, all day available. So Uma is available in theaters. <laughs> Um, Amanda and her daughter living in a living a quiet life in a, on an American farm, but then when her when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her own mother. And then X is in theaters. We just spoke about that. So you should already know what that one's about. And then also Master is available on Amazon Prime. So three women strive to find their place at a prestigious New England university that may disguise something sinister. And then also I have one last recommendation, um, which I'm pretty sure we talked about it because it came out this month. Um, There is an Italian zombie horror movie available on Netflix called Don't Kill Me. And it is awesome. And some people, they've been, like, trying to compare it to Twilight. I don't get that vibe. Not that there's anything wrong with Twilight, because I read all the books, okay? And the movies, I watched them, and I'm not ashamed of it. Team Edward. But the thing <laughs> is, with this one... <laughs> the thing is, with this one, it follows this, uh, this teenage girl. She's about 19. Her name is Myrta. She dies of an overdose with her boyfriend. And somehow she comes back. And when she comes back, the world is not, as she remembers it, it's, it's much violent... And uh, cool fact, the director, his name is Andre De Sica, which I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. He actually played a little zombie kid in Cemetery Man. So that's oh, awesome.
3: wow, he grew up and did a zombie movie. I yeah, love isn't
2: that. Yeah, It's just beautiful. So, yeah. Okay, there you go. The circle of unlife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at BloodyDisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Megan. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel of the same name, or at Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bedisgustingpod, or drop us an email at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out at patreon.com slash bedisgustingpod. So, for this week, I'm John.
2: I'm Megan. I'm Xena.
1: Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody.